Hey guys, uh, this is Kurt Oriel and Mente Basakinsi from CMB Realty. Um, we're going to talk uh, briefly about and explain our perspective on uh, common mistakes uh, brokers make, whether it's trying to set up appointments, dealing with foreigners, or wasting opportunities at open houses. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess we can get right to it. I mean, uh, Mete, what do you think are, you know, common mistakes that, that brokers make? Um, biggest enemy of brokers is probably verbal diarrhea. I mean, that blah, 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 blah will kill every deal. I've seen it so many times, you know, the buyer or the seller is just rolling their eyes. He or she just keeps talking. And you're cutting your own foot. I've seen it so many times. In every store I go, everywhere I go, I watch the salespeople, whether they're selling cars or shoes or um, perfume. We were in a perfume store in Soho, and my girlfriend was buying perfume. It was a little French store, you know. The perfumes are expensive and... uh, so the woman would spray her, and then if my girlfriend liked the perfume, she would put it by, by her, by her purse. So she already bought three, four of them, and she sprayed her one more, and she put it by her pur- purse again, so that was, you know, sold. And then the saleswoman goes, I love that smell. I love that fragrance. It's a great summer fragrance. It is snowing outside. The girlfriend just pushed it back to her side. I mean... That was a great example. You know, you had a sale. All you had to do was not say anything. Yeah, the job was already done. Why interfere with your own? Right, but it happens all day long. In my old office, we had Sarah, a good friend of mine. She was a broker. She would just keep talking. I mean, why are you calling the client? I'll see you Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Okay, he's confirmed. You have the appointment. Get off the phone. Sarah would just keep talking. In the end, she wouldn't have the appointment. I mean, finally, we wrote on her computer with capital letters, shut up and listen. Get off the phone. And it stayed there for months. Did it do anything? I'm not sure. But zip it. Put a muzzle on it. Just shut up. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's like when you're trying to meet buyers and stuff like that. What I mean, do do people do these same types of mistakes with verbal diarrhea as a listing agent sometimes? Or uh, when I mean, come? listing sales. You know, a lot of even sales agents they're showing you the place. They have it in automatic pilot in their head. There's a tape. And they're playing the tape. In the meantime, the the buyer is asking you questions, but she's so stuck on the tape in her mind that she's playing. She's not even hearing her. She's not even listening. Okay, I understand you're showing it a lot, but listen, don't do the tape. I mean, that tape is not going to get you far. Um, And the buyer totally sees it. So after a while, you know, they're just trying avoid you or you're just turning them off when you're there as a salesperson you have a lot to do with that sale happening or not happening some of them happen despite you even though you're in the way sometimes they'll override you but especially today sales are so hard to come by in this tough market if it's anywhere near 50-50, you get on their nerves a little bit, they're gone. I mean, they, they, the buyer doesn't even know they're doing it. They just don't feel good. You're not making them feel good. So really pay attention and listen. Yeah. And um, I guess 
going on to another type of buyer or seller. I mean, when you're dealing with foreigners, you do speak a lot over the phone. So these types of examples where you're speaking too much and just not cutting the conversation short enough where it should end, um, where where would that? Uh, I mean, take? with foreigners, it's probably extra hard uh, because they're not. They don't know the local jargon. They're not familiar with the terms we use. He may not even know square feet. You know, you think he understands, but they use meter, so it's square meter. I mean, so you have to be very careful, and you really have to listen to them. Sometimes their English is not perfect, so they don't feel good speaking English even. You know, a German guy who is very successful in this country, and he keeps telling me, sorry, my English is not good. I mean, if you make him feel any worse that his English is really not good, he's going to shut off. So, you know, really pay attention and listen. And now you have him on the phone. And the, the first, I just try and size them up. Can this guy do it? over the phone from Frankfurt to New York? Or does he need to come to New York? Can I do a sight unseen sale here? You gotta test them out. And I, I try and bring them to that direction to see if I can do it over the phone. And at some point, you know, I'll ask him, do you need to see this or can you do this over the phone? I've done this many times. If they tell you, no, 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 I need to see it, I need to feel it, I need to, um, you know, sense it, sense it whatever. Okay, you're not going to do this over the phone. So now that you're not going to do this over the phone, get an understanding of when he's going to be in town. If he's coming in town four months from today, don't send him 128 emails between now and the next four months because, first of all, most of the time, the pictures don't do justice to the property. He probably doesn't even know east from west, so he's lost. You've confused him more than ever. Or if he is figuring it out, you're educating him. Now he doesn't need you as much. Don't, you know, just say, okay, you're coming November 18. Call me a week before. I'll make appointments and go about it that way. And when he does come to town, he's not sure, but we both know he has money. So be very flexible with the appointments. Don't show him the same thing over and over or similar. You know, you can make and cancel appointments on the fly. You can have a six, seven, eight appointments, only show him four. But in the meantime, don't hang brokers up thinking they have an appointment. You can speak to them. Listen, I have a guy. I don't know which direction we're going with him. Um, your property might work for him. I'm meeting him at 10. But are you available around noon? By noon, I'm going to show him more. I may bring him by. Are you, you know, does this work for you? A lot of times, workers are very open to this. Sure, Mete, let me know, and I'm close by, and I'll show it to you. So even when they do come to town, be flexible uh, with the scheduling. Better yet, you know, try and do it at sight unseen. I, I think a lot of my sales are sight unseen. But that's what I test first. Can I do this without him or her coming to New York? Right. And then once you're doing that test, I mean, like you said, don't get into some 
tangential conversation by email about the details on a certain apartment when you no. haven't even tested if they're doing it over the phone or not. Well, I've also part of the test is I test, I send them one or two, very short. Can this work for you? If he doesn't respond, it's not good. But if he just calls you right away and say, oh, Mete, I like this. Where does it face? Blah, 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 blah. So you can see he's getting it. He's responding to you. I've only sent him two, and he's calling me, and he's excited in his voice. There's enthusiasm. But then I can see I'm going somewhere. So I can tell him, look, if I hadn't seen the property, I'll tell him I will go view this property tomorrow at 3 o'clock, and I'll make sure he's available at that time, you know, figure out the time difference so it's not midnight, right. um, and say, I'm going to call you from the property. And if you like it, call him from there. Let the enthusiasm carry over. Now you're getting close to a sight unseen. And then, you know, if he wants to go forward, he's asking you about the contract and the lawyer, this and that, sure. But if you feel him pulling back, at that point you can say, look, could you do this without seeing it? Right. <coughs> the main thing there is, I guess, just make sure you're testing people to see what, where their limit lies in pulling the trigger rather than you know, constantly going back and forth and, and not really going anywhere. Just have a direction that you want to go. Absolutely. Do not send emails to a vacuum and say, I sent you six emails. Do you like that? That is a waste of time, yeah. effort, energy. Do not do that. So another example, I guess, now that we're on the topic of foreigners, is a lot of times foreigners might say, you know, my, my daughter is coming to do a summer internship for three months. Can you find her a short-term rental, three, four thousand, five thousand dollars a month, just three months? The guy is, you've been in touch with him, you've sent him emails over the past eight months to try and sell him this and that. I mean, what do you do with this short-term rental? Like, I mean, it's it happened to me several times. The relationship started with a short-term rental. I mean, it's an absolute pain in the butt. Do I want to do it? No. But he's got two, three hundred million dollars and he can buy something. So, uh, and I have to do it myself and I have to handle it with silk gloves. But it also gives me a great opportunity to, to test him. He's, um, he's coming to town. His daughter is coming for four months, summer, whatever. They want a $5,000 rental. So then I go and view the furnished rentals myself, a few, send it to them immediately and see their response. I mean, if they're haggling over the five grand and they're offering back and forth, let them go probably because with the sales, same thing is going to happen or you got to wait till he's, you know, if they're haggling too much, it's not good. But if, if they believe you and you, they're, they're playing ball and they send you the money right away and you get them a great apartment, that's a great relationship. Right. So apart from, I mean, it serves a bunch of purposes. You've One, you've tested the guy, which is very helpful for your own direction to, in taking him. And, um, you know, at the same time, you're, you're able to maintain the relationship and, and keep developing it. Um, the fact that he's calling you... Um, and, you know, he wants you to get a short-term rental for his daughter is actually great. It means he trusts you. Nothing is more precious than the daughter. I mean, in a way, you get your wish. It's just you have to wait for your sale. But it's a great opportunity for you. Is it a pain? Absolutely. But part of the job, right? Yeah. Um, so on to, I guess, a little different topic. I mean, 
a lot of people have different opinions on open houses, uh, how useful they are, what to do with them. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of opportunities that people uh, waste and you know don't take advantage of on a Sunday at 2 p.m. when not a lot of people have you know a lot of willingness to to interact with so many people that are coming in and out of a listing. I mean, open houses can do wonders for you. And sometimes the best open houses are the apartments you can't sell for a year or 18 months because you get so many buyers come through. You meet buyers, and I've done so many deals off of open houses that were hard to sell, but I was able to meet buyers, take them elsewhere, and sell. I mean, we've done... We had apartments at the Harriman when it first came out. They faced a wall. It was a bad time of the market. We couldn't sell them. We had them on the market for 18 months. But Titus, I gave him the listing, and he was able to do three deals of one open house that he couldn't sell. So I said, Titus, this was a blessing. It was the best thing that happened to you. One of them he sold in Battery Park City. I think the other one was Upper East, the other one was Upper West. But, you know, uh, but he did it continuously for 18 months. I remember that example of the, of the sculptor that did that Wall Street book. That was probably my best open house story. This sculptor, who Arturo Di Modica, he did the bull down on Wall Street. He, gave, he was a friend of mine. He gave me the townhouse to sell, but, you know, he was very difficult. He demanded this, he demanded that. Um, so, and of course, on Sundays was my, uh, I raced bicycles. Every Sunday I had a race. I'm tired. I don't want to do an open house. So another Sunday I go down there. I'm tired. Arturo's there. And so I two and a half, an hour, hour and a half, nobody came. Just as I try and leave, Arturo's at the door. It start, it's pouring out. I mean, just pouring. I can't leave. And I'm just waiting for the rain to uh, die, and I, we're just standing under the awning. Just as the rain dies, maybe the open house has been over for 15 minutes, this lady shows up. Is the open house over? Before I could say yes, because I want to go. After this, said, no, come on in. So she came in. She was buying the townhouse. She didn't buy it. Um, she was buying this. In the end, I mean, I worked with her for six, eight months. I sold her five apartments. Wow. And then I resold some of them. So that's like 10 deals from one person. Right. The townhouse never sold. I took her finally sold it to some friends of his, and, uh, and I never did get to sell it. But I got five, six deals out of this lady, and uh, it was great. Uh, so open houses are a must. You have to do them. You have to put the time in. Do you really want to work on a Sunday? No, but... It's, it's that much more important to be uh, approaching it with the right attitude because it's, yeah. it's the worst. Don't know. do what I did. Go there all tired and not wanting to be there. If you're working a lot, take Fridays off and, so that you're fresh for Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and work on Sunday. Right. But you do need to be fresh and your mind has to be in it because you'll wait for an hour and a half one minute to midnight, somebody will walk in, and that'll be your buyer, and you need to be on your toes. And they, they, you know, they expect it, and they have a right to. I mean, they're putting their time in on a Sunday, so. Right. Um, great. I mean, I think that was really helpful. We talked about open houses, foreign buyers, short-term rentals, um, what not to say, which is almost more important than what to say. 
uh, how to make uh, use of a fast conversation on the phone, um, what to do as listing agents or at least some pointers. Um, feel free to ask us any other questions, uh, call, email. We're always interested in speaking to new agents, trying to get into uh, sales and develop their, their skills. Um, yeah, thanks again. Bye.